Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back. Welcome back to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. 877-726-8255 is our number. This is an audience participation program, so let's get some audience participation. 877-726-8255 is the number that you can call, and you can come directly into the doctor's office. You can pose a question, share a comment, uh, share an experience related to intelligent medicine. Uh, everything is fair game for today's program and we got lots to talk about we're going to talk about uh, a simple measure that you can undertake to lose weight and no it doesn't involve uh, hundreds or perhaps thousands of dollars of medication or gastric bypass and according to a recent study it really can work to produce significant weight loss i think you'll like it also, uh, the verdict is in on masks in hospitals. And we'll take a look at what type of dietary interventions and exercise interventions help people to lose weight while preserving body composition. Because, yeah, you can lose lots and lots of weight, but you don't want to lose a lot of lean muscle mass because you're doing that anyway as you age. That's called sarcopenia. And you want to fend that off, otherwise you're going to be weak and frail. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, my college major was anthropology. And there's some tie-ins to medicine because it's interesting to look at the medical practices and health practices of prehistoric folks and folks in uh, what are called pre-industrial societies because it kind of gives us insight into why we are the way we are. And when it comes to paleo diet, for example, we look at uh, diets before the Industrial Revolution and we see that they're obviously low in ultra-processed foods and there's some definite uh, health benefits, uh, far less in the way of degenerative diseases, uh, obesity, cancer, certainly a virtual absence of cardiovascular disease. And so there's a tie-in. Uh, this study caught my eye from BBC News. People were getting high on hallucinogenic drugs in Spain around 3,000 years ago, according to new research. Well, how do they know? Because there were no written records. And, you know, maybe that was the time of uh, the Egyptians uh, or uh, perhaps the ancient uh, Greeks, Macedonians. There was some stuff going on in that part of the world. But essentially, Spain was a rather... Uh, primitive indigenous culture 3,000 years ago, a 1,000 years before the birth of Christ. And so how do we know? Because there were no written records, and there, it's very hard to find traces. You know, you can't drug test a fossil, or you can't drug test a mummy, because it's very hard to find residual amounts of hallucinogenic chemicals uh, in the tissue of someone who's been dead for 3,000 years. But they've got new sophisticated techniques. And so published in the journal Scientific Reports, 
Scientists say that hair from a burial site in Menorca, okay, so there's like three islands uh, that are in the Mediterranean uh, off the coast of Spain, uh, Ibiza, Mallorca, and Menorca, and they're real tourist spots these days. But there was a primitive society 3,000 years ago in Menorca, and scientists say that hair from a burial site in Menorca shows that ancient human civilizations used drugs derived from plants and bushes. And what they found specifically was atropine and scopolamine. Scopolamine is something that's actually used in uh, seasick patches, but it can make you kind of stoned. And so that's one of the side effects of that. You may get relief from seasickness, but you, you know, you're going to feel a little high. Uh, atropine, uh, sometimes referred to as belladonna because, uh, it is something that dilates the pupils of the eyes and it makes you into a belladonna, a pretty lady because that, uh, makes your eyes really appear attractive and enticing, the widened pupils. And, uh, there's also evidence of ephedrine, which is kind of a speedy thing, banned actually in the United States after some tragic episodes of people taking too much of it and developing tachycardia, heart attacks, cardiac arrest, and even death. But when taken in moderate doses, it's a great antihistamine, anti-asthma medication, and it's been used traditionally in cultures all over the world. Uh, what they say here, they suspect that these were part of shamanic rituals where shamans guided the psychedelic trips of individuals, perhaps as part of religious rituals. And uh, there's also been previous evidence of prehistoric drug use in Europe, but that was based on indirect evidence such as the appearance of drug plants in artistic depictions, you know, like on cave walls. They said, oh, that plant looks like something that could have a psychoactive effect that people put on cave paintings along with uh, the animals they killed um, and obviously accorded that great importance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there is a inbred, very strong human drive to get high that may be very ancient. We tend to think of it as a modern aberration. But anthropology tells us, and paleontology tells us, that this, this may have been a practice that has gone on for thousands, tens of thousands, and even hundreds of thousands of years, as humans have tried to expand their consciousness. 877-726-8255, our number. All right, in terms of a simple easily implementable technique for weight loss. You know, we got the drugs. We got drugs like Ozempic and now an even more powerful weight loss drug, Bunjaro. Uh, there's an article in The Atlantic this month that weight loss drugs are going to revolutionize our approach to obesity, but also drive drug costs sky high. They're going to be a boon to the pharmaceutical industry, so call your broker. But they're also have the potential to bankrupt our already severely strained medical system. Uh, 
this is a trial that looks at pre-meal almond consumption. Yeah, something real simple. The intake of around 20 grams of almonds, that translates to about anywhere from 16 to 18 almonds. 25 grams of almonds is 20 nuts, so 20 grams of almonds is slightly less. In this study, scientists report that the inclusion of a pre-meal load of almonds 30 minutes before the main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so that's almost three times a day, well, it's not that much. You know, not hard to consume 15 to 18 almonds before each meal leads to a significant decrease in postprandial hyperglycemia, in other words, after meal rise in blood sugar, a reduction in serum insulin levels. Remember, elevated insulin levels associated with insulin resistance associated with many bad diseases, hypertension, uh, diabetes, uh, inflammatory disorders, even cancer. Uh, the Pre-meal inclusion of almonds also led to a statistically significant reduction in body weight. BMI, that's uh, the body mass index, waist circumference, subscapular and superiliac skin folds. That's a way of using calipers to determine how much subcutaneous fat you store. And... Additionally, improved hand grip strength. So that is an additional dividend because hand grip strength is strongly correlated with longevity. Low hand grip strength, the amount of pressure that you can exert on a hand grip meter, predicts frailty. So 66 participants with prediabetes in the age range of 18 to 60 were recruited. And what they found was improvements in hemoglobin A1C, insulin, total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and there was a reversal to a normal state of fasting blood sugar and two-hour post-challenge glucose levels on the glucose tolerance test in 23.3% of the individuals. That's... A significant improvement that's that's comparable to what a lot of drugs can do so their conclusion is that incorporates of 20 grams of almonds that's a handful of almonds 30 minutes before each major meal leads to significant improvement in body weight waist circumference blood sugar levels insulin resistance and even shows potential for reversal of prediabetes to normal glucose regulation over a mere three months hey it's worth a try <laughs> worst come to worst uh, is not going to work. But what harm could it do you to undertake this as a weight loss program? Amazing. 877-726-8255 or number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But 
you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. You've heard me talk about vital nutrients. They've developed BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information and order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. What's your age? That's A-G-E. Aged garlic extract, that is. For over 50 years, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been offering men and women of all ages and with different health concerns an odorless, organically grown, clinically researched garlic extract supplement tailored to their individual needs. Aged garlic extract formulas support optimal cardiovascular health, immune function, and many more specific health concerns like stress, blood sugar balance, high blood pressure, detox, anti-aging, inflammation, and brain health. Kyolic AGE's condition-specific products contain Kyolic's exclusive GMO-free garlic extract, which is aged up to 20 months, converting garlic's harsh properties into beneficial compounds. So what's your AGE? Visit your local natural health and wellness retailer and discuss which Kyolic AGE formula is best for you and your lifestyle. Kyolic aged garlic extract formulas are available at fine natural health retailers nationwide, also online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. Our number 877-726-8255. Still time to get in a question or comment during today's edition of Intelligent Medicine. By the way, jot that number down, 877-726-8255, because anytime during the week you can record a question and we'll take it up on a future broadcast. All right. Uh, Retirement looms for some of you out there. Maybe you have uh, just retired. And uh, it's a great opportunity because you have more time on your hands, uh, no more long commute uh, where you sit idly in traffic, uh, eating up the time that we'd normally consecrate to morning exercise, uh, no more poor quality meals from the food truck at work. Uh, it's an opportunity to selectively shop and get better food and prepare it. And so the retirement phase is clearly an opportunity to integrate healthy nutrition and exercise habits into daily life. And so there's a study that addresses this, uh, and it comes to us uh, from researchers uh, at, um, let's see, I don't know where this is from, but it's a reputable research organization, Nutrition and Exercise Interventions to Improve Body Composition for Persons with Overweight or Obesity Near Retirement Age. So yeah, like the pounds creep up, and now you're going to get religion, you're going to turn things around. So how do you do it? What's the best way? This is a systematic review and network meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials. So it's legit. They conducted a systematic review to assess which nutrition and exercise interventions most effectively improve body composition, body mass index, and waist circumference in persons with obesity, overweight, near retirement age, ages 55 to 70. Okay, well, they could have just read the previous study about eating almonds, but they went ahead and did this study. Um, Okay, Uh, this study appears against the backdrop 
of efforts to turn obesity into a disease for which there are medical and surgical fixes, gastric bypass in extreme cases, but also a whole new raft of expensive medications like Ozempic and Wigovi and now Munjaro, which are just going to skyrocket in popularity because they do make you lose weight. The only problem is that they kill your appetite and you eat less and you rapidly lose weight. You can lose as much as 10, 15, 20% of your weight. And that's really dramatic. That's going to get a lot of people's attention, especially effective if you have a lot of weight to lose. If you have a little weight to lose, it may be less dramatic. But it does so by curbing your appetite. You eat less. And when you eat less, one of the foods that you tend to skimp on if you don't have a lot of appetite is protein. Protein is very satiating. And so if you're taking something that kills your appetite, you don't need a lot of protein to make you feel full. So people are going to eat less protein. They're going to eat less overall calories and fat and certainly less sugar. And they're going to lose weight. But when you eat less protein... Protein is the precursor to muscle. And you're going to lose a lot of your body composition thereby. And that is extremely problematic because that's what happens anyway. For each decade after the age of about 50, you lose 10% of your lean body mass. That's called the process of sarcopenia, and you got to fight it. How can you fight it? You fight it with exercise and adequate protein intake. But if you're taking these weight loss medications, you may not consume adequate protein. So uh, we're going to take a look in just a moment at what are the ways, the best ways to lose weight if you're at retirement age and you want to turn the Titanic around and not hit that iceberg of degenerative disease, cardiovascular risk, and so on. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust, the very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. Okay, you're retired and you gained a lot of weight because you haven't been taking great care of yourself. Now you've got time on your hands. You want to turn things around. So what do you do? This study, uh, now I see that the study is done at the University of York in the UK. Yes, I know it well because uh, I slept under a tree there uh, while hitchhiking around England when I was 18 years old back in 1970. Okay, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. Um, all right, so they looked at 92 studies and 66 of them qualified 
nearly 5,000 participants, and here's what they found. They compared uh, intermittent fasting to something called mixed exercise, aerobic and resistance. Uh, they had just plain resistance training. They had aerobic training in and of itself. Uh, and then they combined these modalities with uh, uh, caloric restriction. Okay, so caloric restriction, obviously necessary, granted, that is very important in terms of weight loss. So what was the accompaniment, the best possible accompaniment of caloric restriction? Uh, and these were short durations, anywhere from eight weeks to six months. Uh, they found that uh, body fat was reduced with energy restriction plus any exercise plus a high protein intake. High protein seemed to reduce the susceptibility to lose lean body mass. So if you're going to diet, make sure that you get adequate protein, either dietary protein or supplemental protein. And I don't mean something like boost protein junk products, but, you know, a high quality whey protein shake. Um, energy restriction alone was less effective and tended to decrease muscle mass. So you had to have that high protein. Muscle mass was only significantly increased with mixed exercise. So you, you could do aerobic exercise and lose weight, but you would not increase muscle mass because that's what you want to do. You want to increase muscle mass, fight against muscle loss, but not just prevent muscle loss. You want to increase your muscle mass. So you need extra protein and a combination of aerobic and resistance exercise. And by the way, resistance exercise alone had significant benefits. They say that Overall, the most effective strategy for nearly all outcomes was combining energy restriction, in other words, less calories, with either resistance training or mixed exercise along with high protein. So protein is really crucial if you're losing weight. Make sure you get adequate protein. Don't skimp on protein and make sure you have at least some component of resistance exercise. Just you know, running, okay, that's good. It's going to burn off energy, but not that helpful at preventing the lean muscle mass uh, loss that occurs with weight loss, with overall caloric restriction. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, we got, um, uh, let's see. We're going to talk about, um, uh, let's see, I'm looking for some copy here that I would like to share with you. Um, all right, so another exercise-related study. Cardio fitness in early adulthood is tied to a lower risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death. So this, look, don't wait till you're retired to exercise. This is directed at our younger listeners because you're missing a big opportunity uh, in terms of reducing your risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death by not having cardio fitness in early adulthood. Every one minute increment of cardiorespiratory fitness via a maximal graded exercise test was associated with a lower risk of all-cause mortality and fatal or non-fatal 
cardiovascular disease events, according to research at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. They say, these findings provide novel evidence that early adulthood to midlife transition is a critical window for optimizing cardiorespiratory fitness to reduce the risk of premature death and non-fatal or fatal cardiovascular disease. So yes, you can turn things around with a late life intervention, but it's optimal to start early, to start early to prevent cardiovascular disease. 877-726-8255 are a number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number. And um, touch upon uh, something which is kind of like the third rail of health information, which is the controversy about masking. And I know people have uh, really strong feelings about this, but uh, we've got to, quote, follow the science where it leads us. And it kind of makes intuitive sense that if you put a barrier in front of your mouth and your nose, you know, this is a respiratory virus, that uh, there may be less of a chance that you'll exhale particles of the virus, uh, or conversely, that it will act as kind of a shield so that you don't uh, inhale virus that is in your environs. All right? But uh, there is some scientific evidence that suggests that masks are at best an incomplete shield. And so a lot of people say, well, if only you wore the right kind of mask all the time. But have you ever tried wearing an N95 mask that is tightly fitted? It has to be actually professionally fitted because just putting it on your face doesn't mean it's going to be a, a tight fit. Uh, and have you ever tried to wear one for a long period of time? I've tried. I've tried on some airplane fights early in the pandemic, and it just it just was unsustainable, and certainly unsustainable during any kind of activity because it's very, very uncomfortable. And so a mask is only as good as, you know, whether you're going to use it. And, in fact, that's why studies show that condoms, which are a 100% barrier against sperm, uh, are only about... Mm, 80% effective. Well, how could that possibly be? Are they permeable? Do they leak? Uh, well, it's that they're often not used properly or used at all. <laughs> you know, so if you, if that's the way you do birth control pill, well, it may birth control, uh, practices that may be, uh, not entirely effective unless you use it a hundred percent of the time the right way. Same thing with the masks. Okay. So, uh, new study 
And this was uh, a study that looked at the impact of masking in hospitals uh, across the world. And it compared the rates of COVID when mask mandates were in effect versus when they lifted the mask mandates in many hospitals uh, after the Omicron surge. And by the way, I just recently was in a hospital. I had to take care of a sick relative and they made us wear masks still everywhere in the hospital. And so the new policy was to keep masking in the intensive care unit or where immunocompromised patients might be. But in the rest of the hospital, they eliminated the mask mandate. And what they found was masks in hospitals made, quote, absolutely no difference in terms of COVID infection rates. Uh, so uh, this study that researchers found that removing the mask policy in phase two did not produce a statistically significant change in the hospital acquired COVID infection rate. And so uh, this uh, study uh, is a confirmation of a big but controversial report from the Cochrane Institute. Cochrane Institute is a place that evaluates health practices objectively because it's not funded by drug companies. Uh, there is no inherent bias. Uh, it's not influenced by the CDC or you know, whatever worldwide agencies promote health policies. It's an independent review. And the Corcoran Collaborative, or the Corcoran Institute, as it's now called, uh, determined that while there's no evidence that masks might confer some protective effect, I mean, look, let's face it, if you've got, if you're sick, and you got a runny nose, and you're sneezing and coughing, and you decide imprudently to go into public because the best policy is just stay home, stay away from people. But if you have to go into the public, uh, I'd be very happy for you to wear a mask, you know, because it might somewhat reduce the transmissibility of the virus. Yeah, sure, viral particles can get around the mask. Maybe you're going to get some protection. But overall, a policy making everybody wear masks, especially the paper kind or the ill-fitting, even N95 kinds, don't make no difference. And that is a highly controversial finding because a lot of people, uh, I call them COVIDians, they cling to the anti-science idea that mass still works. They, it's like an amulet. It's a protective ritual that they believe protects them from evil. But in fact, the science behind it is weak or non-existent. In February, they say one of the most comprehensive meta-analyses of face coverings to date by the Cochrane Institute revealed masks made, quote, little to no difference to COVID infection or death rates. And so their conclusion is that doesn't mean masks are worthless against Omicron, but the real world benefit appears to be at best modest in a healthcare setting. And the disadvantage is it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people frightened, but it also hinders communication. And especially when it comes to the little kiddos who are learning language, in part from facial recognition, it can set them back developmentally big time. So the biggest crime of COVID, in my opinion, 
is putting masks on toddlers, toddlers who would get very minor infections. That's the way that we used to immunize the population against usual diseases of childhood. Chicken pops, measles, mumps. These things were things that if you acquired early in life, you wouldn't have a very severe infection. Yeah, a few days of misery, but you'd have lifelong immunity. And that's the way that we should have handled COVID when it comes to kids, not with vaccines, masks, school shutdowns, lockdowns, preventing them from going to playgrounds, playing outside. That, to me, was one of the biggest missteps in the whole sad saga of the way that we handled the pandemic. 877-726-8255, our number. And as you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I, I think it's it really is one of the big health breakthroughs of our current decade. You know, we've known about things like vitamin C and vitamin D and magnesium. Okay, great. But in terms of innovations, uh, the cannabinoids, hemp-derived cannabinoids, are a whole new ballgame. And a brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection. It's a gummy. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold. The Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and now gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That applies to their full line, 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection gummies. Really, really, really important aspect of how we treat a variety of conditions these days. Pain, sleep, anxiety, very innovative. 877-726-8255, our number. And um, this item applies to colonoscopy, but it also applies to a variety of things that we subject older people to. Uh, we get normal screenings. Uh, we get routine EKGs. We get, in the past, although this has been discouraged lately, routine x-rays. You get your annual x-ray. Well, if you're not a smoker and you don't have any specific just problems, breathing problems, uh, that x-ray is just, gonna, just going to subject you to additional radiation. Same thing sometimes with dental x-rays. Yes, they can sometimes reveal a problem, but your cumulative exposure to radiation is increased, sometimes unnecessarily. I'm one of the people who, if I don't have a problem, I refuse a, quote, routine dental x-ray. The same thing with pap smears for women over 60, 70, 80, they go in dutifully for routine pap smears. Why? Why? Um, this one, this study is on the association of life expectancy with surveillance colonoscopy findings and follow-up recommendations in older adults. What they're saying here, essentially, in this study is that after a series of normal colonoscopies earlier in life, because what we're seeing is that, unfortunately, colon cancer can strike people earlier and earlier. And uh, it is now not 
rare to find individuals under the age of 40 with colon cancer. So if you have a strong family history, if you have symptoms, yes, get an early colonoscopy. Get a few colonoscopies at intervals of three, five, seven years. But at a certain point, if you've had normal colonoscopies and you don't have digestive problems, well, you could easily substitute something like a Cologuard test, uh, one of those card tests that tells you if you have cancer cells in your stool. Because the risks of colonoscopy, while small, are real, and the benefits are virtually infinitesimal, especially in an 80-year-old who maybe their life expectancy is 5, 10, 15, maybe more years. But colon cancer in its early stages, even if they find a polyp, is so slow to develop that you may get a colonoscopy to detect a precancerous polyp that could kill you at the age of 123, which is an age that you'll never attain. So this study uh, concludes that uh, these findings suggest that recommending against future surveillance colonoscopy, that means, you know, look, if you've got blood in your stool, a change in bowel habits, all of a sudden you're severely constipated, uh, you have pain, something's going on, you got to check it out. But a surveillance colonoscopy is routine interval colonoscopies. The findings suggest that recommending against future surveillance colonoscopy in older adults with low-risk colonoscopy findings and or limited life expectancy should be considered more frequently than is currently practiced. That's, that's kind of like soft speak for let's go easy on aggressive screening in people who might die of something other than colon cancer, even if they have slightly suspicious findings. We're going overboard on this and it's increasing misery, medical costs, and scaring people unnecessarily. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, let me remind you that we talk a lot about products here on this program. If you can't find them easily, go to Fullscript, my online dispensary. drhoffmanstore.com is how you access Fullscript. And we only stock the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. And these are the very self-same supplements that I personally take and prescribe to my patients. So check out drhoffmanstore.com. I want to wish you a very uh, happy holiday weekend and take advantage of everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer. You can follow the Intelligent Medicine podcast on your favorite podcast app. Uh, check out the hub for all things Intelligent Medicine, our website at drhoffman.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. And stay healthy, folks. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman.